Good morning, ICP. Good morning, church. Thank you for invitation. Thank you for inviting us again, sharing about Bethel, about Bethel ministry. Uh, and, and now it's 15 years working together. We, we have uh, just realized we have quite a history. That's been, that's been a long time, and it wasn't just a long time knowing about one another. There was a lot of prayers going on am- among us, between us. There's been loads of uh, friendship, uh, loads of closeness. There's been loads of, loads of support. And it's not just, just support. There's been, there's been serious help, very serious help. I know it will be hard for you, for your humble hearts to, uh, to accept it, but I would say you saved us a few times. When I, when I checked the, you know, the, the history, I hope we saved you too a few times. I'm not sure, but you definitely did. And so it's been, it's been very special. I want to thank you f- for that. And uh, we have... We have 30 minutes, uh, 35 minutes to, to share. So we decided uh, I'll do the introduction and a uh, little bit of our history and few news. Then uh, we ask uh, our leaders couple, Vitek and Kate, to share their testimony. And then at the end, uh, my wife, Veronica, will share from the word. So you will have full package, like ev- everything. We didn't miss anything, so hopefully it will work. Who don't know us at all, know nothing about Battelle. It's a it's a ministry to or among uh, drug addicts, alcoholics, homeless people, outcasts. Uh, Battelle CZ is a Czech branch of Battelle International. That's that's got even longer history from 1985. Uh, uh, WEC. Missionaries Worldwide Evangelization for Christ uh, started work mission among drug addicts in Madrid, and uh, they just built uh, f- first few communities. God's movement, and nowadays, uh, Bethel, you can find Bethel communities in 23 countries all around the world. Uh, Bethel, it's the is the same is the same thing in a way all around the world, uh, just working among addicts, believing that the power of God's love and the gospel can transform people's lives. That that's the the biggest help anybody can receive. And just quickly uh, about battle battle program. Uh, what, what we do, in a way, it's simple. It's long-term residential uh, program building communities, people living, living together, uh, working together, worshipping together, eating together, doing everything together. And what, what we do, what we can do really, is just to create a frame for the Holy Spirit to be moving among us and do anything what we possibly can to put Jesus in the very center of, of what we do. It's free of charge. Uh, it's uh, houses for men 
men and women, uh, we don't use any medications or we, we don't use any special techniques or let's say any special education. Uh, it's peer-led, so it's really ex-users. We, we call them batelitos because of Betel from Spanish, so Betelitos. They run the communities. They use their own experience. They pass the, the same grace they, they've received on, on other members of the community. Um, showed, it just showed us working very well. Uh, and uh, it did transform uh, many, many lives. Me and Veronica, as a young couple, we, 1998, we came to Battelle branch in UK. That's a very good work, one of the biggest uh, work in um, all around the world in Battelle. Around 350 people, multiple houses, multiple bi charitable businesses they run. And we just fell in love with the ministry when we, we just visited what what we've seen what god has do was doing among these people was so touching so special that in a way we've never left in 2005 after six years in uk when we really we learned all we needed we thought uh, we started battle czech republic it started with this uh, men's house in in kralupy nad vltavou and this is, the, this is a barn where we have a charity shop. We, we started charity shop right in the beginning because we don't receive any, any European or state funds. We are in that way self-sufficient. In the core of what we are doing is running charitable businesses and charity shop. It's, the, it's still the, the main one we, we do providing for us uh, uh, most of the income or the biggest part of, of the income. So this shop we started 2006 and uh, the, the shop is still there, just collecting donated furniture, house items, and we, we resell them and that provides for us. We can, we can carry on. We also do moving uh, business. That's also something would be started almost almost at the same time as charity shops, still with the men community. It was always in our hearts uh, to start girls community. And about a couple of years ago, we we started and and last year we bought an open uh, house for girls community in Velvary which is nearby town to Kralupe, where, where we are. So that's a big thing. That's a really big thing. That was something we've been fighting for a long time. And so that's a great joy. And thank you for all the help on, on this way towards Girls' House. Uh, with the Girls' House, it's strongly connected. Third business we do, and that's Ogiveno, which is restoration and of furniture and reupholstery business. Mostly men's workshop is preparing the wooden parts. Uh, girls are doing reupholstery in their reupholstery workshop. Be even nicer than it ever, ever was before. So that's Ogiveno, that's our third business uh, between men, men's and ladies' house. That's what is better 
all about. Uh, people, lives transformed, people being set free from addiction, getting to know Jesus, uh, just loving, just coming to Jesus and loving his, his work and, and uh, finding his forgiveness and just being filled with his power to live a new life. Uh, you, where, where you can find us? You can find us on our four new websites, pretty new, <clears throat> um, and it's, it's the community website, it's a charity shop website, that's the only one in English, then moving business website and Ojiven or the restoration business. Uh, you can use the one in English, the other one you can practice your check or you can use Google, Google Translator and have, have fun with, with it. With, with the okay, you can find us. We are active on social media because uh, we want to exist. Somebody told us if you're not there, you don't exist. Uh, we, we want to exist, so we do. Highly recommend following the, 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 the picture before the Instagram of Ojiveno. Our Hannah, my, our daughter Hannah's doing it with Kate and with Veronica. If you want to see all the new beautiful pieces they produce, uh, be there. We are on Facebook, uh, all, all our businesses also you can, you can follow. Uh, and uh, how can you help us? How can you support us? First, and, and I mean it, first, please pray for us. Please pray for us. That I don't underestimate that point at all. I think that's that's the key. We just need prayers and all we know all that's been done, all we've done has been been by grace and by prayers of, of many. Uh, then you can if you have uh, if you have or your neighbors or, or friends something uh, uh, household items furniture to donate you can you can donate it uh, to us you can give us a ring we can collect or you need moving again or somebody from, from your neighbors friends moving you can again you can uh, let them know recommend us uh, use our use our services recommend us it's very very helpful then Last thing, we have projects on uh, uh, donation portal Darujme. You can get there also through our website. If you want to financially support certain project with certain amount of money, you can find us there. We know how to solve problems. If somebody is really stubborn and we have big problems with, with them, we married them. And that exactly happened to Vitek. So I can invite Vitek to, to explain what he's done. Thank you for listening and we'll carry on. And Kate. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I am Vitek, Vitek, and this is my wife, Kate who will be sharing a bit about herself in a minute. I will read it, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I grew up in a broken, non-Christian family, and at a young age, I had to learn how to look after myself. 
I felt lost and alone and so quickly found comfort through my friends but with them also came smoking, drinking and eventually drugs. For a while the drugs helped me escape my reality at home and in my mind my friends gave me the sense of belonging that I wanted. However, it wasn't long until I found my, myself without job and living on the street even more lost and broken than before. My mom was the one who first told me about battle. She gave me two options. To receive help or to never see her again. And so I agreed and I called Bethel. They took me into community that same week. I remember the feeling of love and family in a way that I had never experienced before. But my old character was still there and I made many mistakes in the first few months of living in Bethel. It was through the leaders in the battle that God started to show himself to me. His love, his forgiveness and his desire to have, to have a relationship with me. The feeling of, fellow, of belonging and value that I needed I eventually found when I met God. Whilst here in battle, I have given my life to Jesus and I have been baptized. My life has turned 180 degrees. Thanks to Christ, I am now a new person. He has given me peace from my past, a purpose to my present and hope for my future. Six years on, and I'm still here serving in battle. I am one of the leaders of the guys community. I am responsible for our removal business and God has also recently just given me beautiful wife Kate. Uh, so, hello everyone. Um, I'm Kate, and I'm uh, I'm English, and uh, I'm just going to share a little bit with you um, about my journey. What what brought an English girl all the way over to Czech Republic to to work in Batel? Um So, I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up knowing about Jesus from a really young age, um, and that has been a huge blessing for me. Um, and from, from an early age, um, I've had a real heart for, for vulnerable people. I remember going along to church services and listening to guest speakers, um, often missionaries that were coming back from the mission field for short periods of time, and they would be sharing about their work overseas. And I remember it really, really moving me and touching me. Um, and I also often went away on Christian weekends and holiday camps. And 
I remember uh, the information stands and I would spend hours and hours walking around the information stands and collecting all the leaflets um, from all the different mission organizations there. Um, and uh, I had, a, had an old desk in my bedroom and whenever I came back from these holiday camps I would store all these leaflets um, in my top desk drawer. Um, but really it wasn't until my time at university um, that I really started um, considering my future and praying to God about where he wanted me. This was also the time that I got baptised and fully gave my life to Jesus. And uh, it was an exciting time. Um, I felt like there was a big wide world in front of me, endless opportunities. But I was struggling on my course. Um, I was doing a social work degree. And as, as is the nature with doing social work, often you are working alongside very, very vulnerable, broken, hurt people. And I remember that being a real challenge for me, especially working in a secular environment where people were so hungry and thirsty for, for something more, hungry and thirsty for Jesus, even though they didn't know it. And I felt so restricted by what I was allowed to share in that environment about my faith. And so it was around about that time, um, my parents actually, my parents were the ones that first found out about Battelle. Um, this was back in the UK. They were at a Christian um, conference at our local football stadium. Um, and it was a bunch of Battelle guys that were handing out Battelle flyers at the end of this conference. And when my parents read it, they automatically thought of me, so they gave it to me. And it looked really, really good. Um, Christian community, sharing life with, with people, men and women wanting to come out of addiction. And so I quickly looked it up on the internet. Um, and what the, what the leaflet failed to mention was that if you wanted to work for Battelle, um, actually it wasn't a Monday to Friday, nine to five paid job <laughs> um, that, that I was looking for at the time. Actually, it was a full-time ministry, um, not paid. And if you wanted to come um, and work for them, then they advised doing a minimum of a four-month internship. And so I quickly dismissed it, and it went into my desk drawer, along with all the other leaflets, getting rather dusty at this point. And two years on, I was still searching, I was still praying, and uh, I was in a job that I was reasonably unfulfilled in. I wasn't growing in it. And uh, this Patel leaflet just kept popping back into my head. It was like, I don't know how to describe it, other than it was like an itch that I just really needed to scratch. And I knew that I wasn't going to get any peace in, until I'd scratched it. <laughs> um, so I, I eventually was brave enough and I decided to apply to do the minimum of the four-month internship in Battelle, UK. And that four months honestly completely turned my life upside down. I lived and worked and did day-to-day -day life um, alongside the girls in the community. And I, saw, I literally saw living, breathing miracles. I saw lives transformed, um, passionate about Jesus. There were no restrictions with the conversations that I could have with the girls. 
And not only that, I found myself growing in my, in my walk with God as well. And so towards the end of that four months, I, I clearly had Battelle stamped on my heart and I just knew that God was calling me to return longer term. What I didn't know, however, <laughs> was where that was going to be. <laughs> um, I remember uh, just before returning to Patel, um, one lunchtime, checking my emails and eating my peanut butter sandwich and almost choking to death as the directors of Battelle UK um, emailed me asking whether I would consider coming out to the Czech Republic to help set up Women's Centre out here. I didn't know anything about the Czech Republic. I didn't know anything about the culture. I didn't know anything about the language. <laughs> um, and honestly, I was quite petrified about the whole idea. Um, but God is good. I came out for a visit. And um, by the end of those few days, God gave me a complete sense of peace about the decision to come out here. So here I am. <laughs> um, what was originally supposed to be one year um, is now almost four years. Um, and up until recently, I've been living alongside the girls. I've been sharing life with them, loving them, supporting them, and really just helping in any ways that I can. Um, and, and for sure, I know that God has been working through me during this time. But actually, for me, what's been much more apparent is how God's been working in me during the time out here. And, and that's just been incredible. And as you know, the reason why I'm now not living with the girls is because um, back in August, I recently got married to Vitek. <laughs> so Petra and Veronica just asked me to briefly share a little bit about our relationship, how it started and how God's been in it. And I think for, for many people and on paper, our relationship seems quite crazy. Uh, we like to think of it more as unique. Um, but we're both from very different cultures, completely different backgrounds, and probably the biggest barrier, quite obviously, has, has been language. Uh, when I arrived in the Czech Republic, I couldn't speak a word. I didn't even know how to say my name. <laughs> VTEC was the same. And uh, fortunately now we're a little bit further on. Um, I can now say my name and VTech knows how to greet me in the morning, just about. But it, it's, it's been a battle, it's been a challenge. But with all of that in mind, we've both in quite an incredible way felt God's hand over our relationship right from the beginning and a real sense of peace um, that we're in his plan. I think you can tell a lot about someone um, simply by just observing them and, and listening to what other people have to say about them as well. And that's initially how we got to know about each other um, and our characters. Um, I think that's one of the beauties of living in community. You do get to learn about people very, very quickly. And so we would see how each other interacted with the other guys and girls in the community. Um, we listen to other people's opinions about each other, um, Petra and Veronica's opinions being very, very important. Um, and I got to see how VTech led. And all these things put together, certainly for me, um, I think what, was, what helped me see VTech's heart 
and passion for for God and for people. And this is ultimately what what drew me to him. I think it's I think it's going to come. Thanks. I think I think it's fair to say Vitek's a relatively big introvert, and he's he's not had many relationships in the past, and so. This was his prayer that when he eventually did meet someone, the right someone, God would give him the courage to actually um, initiate something. And back in England, um, I, on the other hand, I came from a background of having had quite a few unhealthy relationships. And so that it was my prayer that if I was ever going to get into a relationship with someone again, um, that I would clearly know that it was from God and that this was going to be my future husband. Um, I actually remember telling God about VTech at the point where I was really quite smitten with him. Um, I remember saying that I knew any prospect of a relationship with him was virtually impossible because of all the barriers. But I remember asking him anyway, um, and I remember thinking afterwards that if any relationship did begin between us, I would 100% know and trust that it was from God, because only God can make the humanly impossible possible. And for me, this was humanly impossible. Um, and by God's grace, that's exactly what he did. He answered our prayers. Um, we slowly became friends. Um, VTech making the first move, which was quite important. Um, and I think quite, quite early on, we both knew where we wanted it to go. Um, and, uh, and one day I got a phone call from Veronica and she, she said to me, where are you? And I was like, I'm just on my way home for lunch. And she said, I think you need to, you need to come and see me quickly. So I thought, oh goodness, what's happened? <laughs> and, uh, and I, I rang her doorbell and she was there and she said, I think you need to sit down. And I was like, oh, this, this is something really, really bad has happened. And she said, OK, so don't, don't scream. The boys are next door and the walls are really thin and they'll hear you. But she said, uh, <laughs> and this is in um, typical Battelle language, um, VTech has spoken to Petter and he would like to get to know you um, more than just friends. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm sitting in her hallway and I'm kind of trying not to scream. And, I'm <laughs> um, and that was the beginning of our dating. Um, yeah, that was the beginning of our dating. One year on, we got engaged and uh, we recently just got married this last August. Um, and now two months on, we're really excited for everything God has got in store for our futures together. The the uh, the adventures that are to come um, and for sure the challenges that are going to come with that. Thank you. Are you still fresh enough for a 10-minute settlement? Yes. And when I say 10 minutes, I mean 10 minutes. It's not going to be 20. <laughs> It's not going to be 12, it's going to be 10, okay? The title of my sermon is Strong in Weakness. And I would like to start by reading 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 26 to 31. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. 
But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. In Bethel, we are daily reminded we are weak. The passage I read is so true about Bethel. But it is not just true about the men and women who come through our door to the program. It is also true about me and Peter. Peter used to struggle with the fear of men. He never finished his education. And I was a mess when I came to the Lord. Fearful, negative, and traumatized. And unless the Lord fills me up and guides me daily, I'm still a mess. <laughs> And people who come to us uh, are usually not noble, nor powerful, nor strong. They are not educated or wise. They are foolish by the worldly standards. They are known for making some seriously wrong decisions in their lives. They often come and their only possession is a plastic bag with a little bit of clothing. We usually try to hide our weakness as long as possible. Humankind seeks power and desires power since its own existence. We don't want to admit we are weak. We seek power through money, influence and fame, and sometimes even through violence. Lord Acton, a British politician, once said, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And maybe seeking power is not our problem because we have been Christians for some time and we know that life is not about exercising power, but we at least want to be strong and we want to have things under control and we want to cope and we want to show people that we have things together. I don't, want, I don't know anybody who would like to be weak. People are always shocked when suddenly something happens that shows them that they are weak. It could be a natural disaster, like tornado in Central Europe. It could be a totally out of control growing prices of energies, or it could be unexpected illness or coronavirus pandemic. But it doesn't have to be anything this serious. Uh, sometimes it could be just lost keys or somebody saying some, something that offends us. Uh, it could be a bad day or a stressful day. The truth is we are weak and we are all weaker than we would like to think or admit to ourselves. In the two letters to Corinthians, Apostle Paul writes a lot about weakness. The two letters contain eight mentions of weakness and more he also talks about the power of God that is demonstrated in weakness. Second Corinthians 4.7, for example, 
He says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10 But the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In many areas, Christianity is so different than the understanding of this world. Nobody in this world boasts about weakness. Everybody in this world wants to be strong and healthy and successful. And Paul here goes against the flow. So how come we can boast in weakness? How come nobody has to be ashamed for their past? How come God has chosen the weak, the last, the broken, the homeless, the sinners? God has in fact chosen all human beings. And if we are honest with ourselves, we must admit that we all need forgiveness. We all need more wisdom. And all of us are a mess. There are no weak and strong people. There are those who know they are weak and those who would like to think they are not and don't want to actually admit that they are weak. We all need help. We should be all openly honest and admit we need a savior. No matter, no matter how long we walk with the Lord or if we just first time ever heard about him, We need him and we need his power to help us daily to follow him and live well. So where does the power come from? Where can we get the treasure that fills the jars of clay? What is the good news that makes us strong in our weakness? Our strength comes from and through Jesus Christ. As we read in the beginning, It is because of God that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Christ is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. How? In the second chapter of Philippians, Paul writes, Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. All of us desire to be strong and powerful, But Jesus was the only one who truly was strong and powerful, and he willingly gave that up for me and you. He had all the power. He was in unity with God the Father. He ruled the world. God, above all gods, humbled himself freely and voluntarily, placed himself in a position of the weakest weakness, so we could find all we need in him. Forgiveness, redemption, power, wisdom, peace, 
joy, strength, eternal life, friendship, light, guidance, you name it. He became a man and lost his close relationship with the Father so you and me could be so close to God in any situation that makes us weak. In hardships, in illness, when you do not know how to go on. Jesus took your weakness upon himself so you could be filled with the most powerful power. There is nothing more beautiful than the gospel. And this good news, the power of God, makes me and Peter and our team go on against all odds. We have prosperous businesses where people that never worked make money. We are poor, yet the Lord provides houses for Bethel to house the homeless. He gives new beginnings in lives of people who never thought they could have any future. He took VTEC and turned his life around. He makes stupid people wise and lost people found in the kingdom of Jesus because he is a good God who makes weak people strong. Amen. The worship team are going to come up now. This bit isn't planned, but I think um, as a church, we, we want to thank um, everyone from Bethel for coming. Um, I was there at the beginning 15 years ago. I hadn't realised it was that long, Petter, but John Waldrop and I on a dark, cold night, and a combination, if you remember John, his driving and my navigation before Google Maps uh, existed. We were pretty late for our appointment at your house, uh, Petter and Veronica. Um, but, and with deep irony, from that first meeting, I was intoxicated uh, by the work that Bethel does, but especially by um, the way that Petra and Veronica do it. So it's really, it's so great to see the encouragement of the, the work that goes on, the joy of going to uh, VTech and Kate's wedding in the summer. Um, Bethel is intertwined with ICP now. Those of you that were here when Ian and Selena were here, Ian's parents are key figures in Bethel UK. Um, I think our DNA is completely uh, intertwined now. So um, I don't know what success we've had in uh, bringing items for, for the guys and gals now. That's such a, um, an encouragement to see that house open. I don't know if, if people have brought things, but you can always give. Uh, Petter's shown you the way, but... Um, Preston's told me you can give via your usual channels if you give online, just put a note that it's for Bethel. Um, we will pass it on. Um, if you're on face, in Facebook groups and people are going, oh, is there a man with a van? Because we're a bit 20th century still with gender. Um, you know, I need to move. I need to get rid of some furniture. Point them in the, in the right direction where it's not just going to be physical work, but kingdom work. Um, support them in prayer obviously, as Petter said, but all these, all these ways. Get out to the shop. Um, if you take your wife, take a good book. Well, actually, you can buy a good book there. I've got a really great selection of uh, um, John Grisham books a month or so ago. Um, if you've got stuff to give away, bric-a-brac, books, all sorts of things, <laughs> take it, but also take your wallet because it's always, apparently, we have to bring back more than we take when we visit Bethel. Um, 
so there's lots of practical ways that that we can be involved the 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 work they do is astonishing so we can we can be with them we can partner with them um, in in the the lives that they turn around so thank you again to all of you for being here and for those of you who have shared